Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Dan Carson. I'm the family pastor at Calvary Baptist Church in Fayetteville, Arkansas, as well as being the director for the BMA of Arkansas Youth Department. But you've known me for these past 140 plus episodes as the host of Student Ministry Matters. Over my past 30 years of ministry, I've had the opportunity to see a lot of different things when it comes to student ministry. Some of those have been great and fantastic and very powerful. Others have been less so. And we want to just take a moment or two and talk about some signs of healthy student ministry as we go forward through the podcast and conversation today. Now, it's just me today, and hopefully this marks the first of three episodes as we talk about some of these signs of a healthy student ministry. Now, before I get to that, I do want to thank our podcast partner, Central Baptist College of Conway, Arkansas. Central Baptist College is challenging, engaging, and inspiring. It's a place where you can feel good about sending your students. Encourage them to check it out. cbc.edu is the place where they can get started in that process. But let them know about a place where they can learn about God, His Word, and how that connects in this world as they study other things like math and science and English. And so just take a few minutes, let them know about CBC. We'd love for you to connect with them, and I'd love to share with you myself. If you have any questions about CBC, just give us um, an email. Let us know how we can help you out. Well, again, I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about signs of a healthy student ministry. As you probably learned by listening to our podcast before, I'm the father of two. I have a a son and a daughter who now technically are both adults, but in the years that have passed, I've seen them grow. And there were times when they would grow in big spurts. I remember my son going off to, to Camp War Eagle and being gone for two weeks. And when we went to pick him up, it was like we picked up a different kid. He had grown during that stretch thinned out some, everything was was working the way it should be because someone who is healthy is growing. Now, for those of us adults, we don't need to be growing in certain areas now, do we? But the truth is that for a child, for a business, for a church, if something is healthy, it usually is growing. Now, it doesn't always have to be growing in size, and we think about churches growing in number, Uh, But it means that there is growth. Good things are happening. And so we want to take some time and look and talk about signs of a healthy student ministry. We're going to look at the first two today, being gospel-centered and being Bible-centric. Now, those may sound very similar, but I want to encourage you to, to look deeper at them as we think about these things and understand that they are different. It is important for us to be gospel-centered and Bible-centric. You know, more than just a ministry 
buzzword. Gospel centrality pushes us back to the heart of the matter. Being gospel-centered is is most often defined as preaching justification by faith alone. And while we may have not done this intentionally, there is a tendency to place behavior modification over gospel transformation in our churches and especially in our children's ministry and to a degree in our student ministry. We must make sure that we are teaching our students sound doctrine and helping them fully know and embrace the gospel. You can call it gospel-centered or gospel-focused, but either way, it's about keeping the great gift of God, His salvation through Christ, at the heart of our churches and ministries. Now, if this is to be our focus, how do we get there? This idea of being gospel-centered, it's that first sign of healthy student ministry. What steps do we take? What do we do to get us there? Well, first of all, we present the gospel message as a regular part of our gatherings and activities. Even if your students all profess Christ, the constant reminder will help clarify the image in their mind. The more they hear the message, the easier it will be for them to know and to share. That doesn't mean you have to offer an invitation every single time you meet, but it does mean, and I'll paraphrase Jared Wilson of the For the Church podcast, that we need to make Jesus big in your ministries. That's important. We need to present the gospel to them. If we're going to be gospel-centered, we need to present the gospel. Number two, under this idea of being gospel-centered, is that we need to help our students engage in evangelism. Now, that's a twofold process. One, you need to train them to share Jesus with our lost world. They need to be able to clearly articulate the gospel message for themselves. Can they explain to you how they know Jesus Christ and how they came to know Jesus Christ? That's important. They need to be able to communicate that, not just to others, but they need to be able to communicate that well for themselves. It adds to their confidence in their salvation. The second thing under that is that they need to look for opportunities to have your students share Uh, Jesus, and to be involved in that work. Dare to Share has a lot of great resources in this area, and we we have a link in in our um, link tree that's connected to our social media that has some of those things there. Um, But let me just encourage you, Dare to Share, there's other organizations out there, but help your students engage in evangelism. Help them know how to share their faith. That's important. It's important for them. It's important for the kingdom. It's important for your student ministry. The other thing under being gospel-centered is this idea of that we need to encourage our students to be mission-minded. Tell them about the gospel proclamation work of organizations that your church is connected with. Show them the faces of missionaries around the world. Hit them with facts that include the number of lost people that are in the world. Expose them to opportunities that they could have to go and be involved in missions during the course of a summer. For those of us in BMA churches, we have an organization that stems out of our, our missions office entitled Volunteer Student Missions. That, But there are so many other opportunities. As your student minister make sure that you're taking time to evaluate those organizations, find out what they believe. If it's not something that's directly connected with your tribe and with your group, um, make sure that you have taken that time before you say, yeah, that's, that's a good one for you to be involved in. You need to be 
in a sense, a gatekeeper there. You need to, to make sure that you're offering good suggestions for your students. Now, not just locking them into that, but in a way, protecting them. What we need to understand is for those of us who have been called to the pastor, the work of that ministry, that's a part of it, is protecting our people. You know, sometimes students just need to see the need and know that they can have an impact. You know, in addition to showing them missions around the world, pray for missionaries and lost people groups as you meet in your group. You know, sometimes we can get tied up on praying for just those things that are hurting people, or maybe they have a test coming up or something difficult in their life, but pray for missionaries, pray for lost people groups. Help your students realize that God's plan is at the same time big enough for them and completely bigger than them. You know, being gospel-centered, though, is just the beginning It's important to make philosophical changes in our student ministry. It's important for us to think about things. I know for so many years, I I didn't think about things. I just knew that this is what had been done. This is what needs to be done. And we just got to work and keep chugging along. If we want our student ministry to be, quote unquote, successful, we need to look beyond just activities and just things that are happening. But think about ways that our student ministry can be different. You know, this is coming out towards the end, uh, I'm sorry, towards the beginning of 2023. But it's always a good time to evaluate where you're at. So if you're listening to this during the summer, you're listening to this in the spring or fall or winter, wherever and whenever you're listening to this, understand that you need to take some time and think about the end result. So as you look at your student ministry, is it healthy? That starts with being gospel-centered. But it doesn't end in there. We, I have five things total that we're going to spend some time with. But the second one, and the thing that I want us to look at uh, in addition today, is this idea of being Bible-centric. So gospel-centered focuses in on that great gift of Jesus Christ. It, it centers in on that message of salvation, that hope that people can find. But it's important for us to understand that we need to be Bible-centric. And here's the biggest issue, is that for those of us in student ministry, we can also lean too far into this idea of being topical and being relevant in such a way that we forget to look completely at the book the book being the Bible. We need to be people of the book, totally focused in on that for our own personal spiritual growth. But the Bible needs to be the curriculum. It needs to be the heartbeat. It needs to be the focus as we pursue students because it's the truth. It's not a truth. It's not just my truth or just your truth. It is the truth. So if we want to be a part of a healthy student ministry, if we want our student ministry to be healthy, we need to be Bible-centric. So gospel-centered and Bible-centric. But what else do we need to say about being Bible-centric? Well, there's three things that I have. Number one, we need to talk with our lead pastors. If you're in that type of environment, talk with your lead pastor about your desire to make the Bible your main student textbook. 
in all the things that you do and everything that you're working on, that needs to be priority. So let's say you have Sunday school material. Well, is it focused in on the Bible or is it just a series of topical studies? Topical studies have their place. They are important. But let me tell you, the truth of God's Word permeates every aspect of our life. So it's vital that we study it and that we let our students know what the Bible has to say. You know, if your ministry has been largely focused on topical teaching, and there have been big chunks of, of my ministry where that was what it looked like in our student ministry, then you're going to need to support from your leadership if you're making a change. You're going to need that lead pastor. So talk with them about that change, if it is a change, because change is never easy. You know, we often think it's only the senior citizens in our churches that don't like change. But the truth is that students find comfort in the same as well. So be ready for some growing pains. If you want to make the Bible the center of your studies, that may not go over well with everybody. But understand that God can and will provide in these situations. So talk with your lead pastor. Always be in communicating with your lead pastor, but especially if you're going to make this short, sort of shift. And your desire is to make your student ministry healthy. So it starts with, of course, being gospel-centered within being Bible-centric. The second thing that I have under being Bible-centric is this. Embrace the power of God's Word to work in your students' lives. The Word of God is powerful. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 tells us that all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. We can trust that a deep study of God's Word will prepare your students for their life now and in the days ahead. It is not deficient because it is an ancient text. In fact, we know that God's Word is eternal, it is powerful, it is strong. So make that the heartbeat of your ministry. Be about the Bible. Now the third thing, and, and maybe the most important thing, if you're wanting to be Bible-centric, and I see that as one of those great signs of a healthy student ministry, make sure that you're studying God's Word for yourself. As student ministry workers, we can fall into the trap of only studying to prepare for the next lesson. I've been there myself. I know that that's the reality because we have so many things on our plate, things we need to be at, activities we need to schedule, um, families that we're trying to take care of, our own as a part of that. But we need to study God's word. Our goal should be always to teach and to preach out of the overflow for the bivocational student ministry worker, that can be a huge challenge. And I, I feel for you. I've been there. There are only so many hours in the day and in the week. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And, and I'll tell you, it's worth the extra work. Lean into the resources that are available. There are things like Logos Bible software. There are places and things online but find ways to make it happen for you and then for your students. Study God's Word yourself. We've talked a little bit before in this program about finding a good Bible reading program. And of course, we're past January 1. And so you might think, well, I've missed my opportunity. It's over. It's, I have to wait until next January. No, that's not the case at all. Find a way that you can study 
find a reading plan that will help you in that process. Right now, I'm uh, involved with the Bible Recap. That's the, the plan that I'm reading through with a bunch of guys from my church. Now, not students. We're reading together as men, and we're going to share our lives, and we're going to focus in around that. But find a plan. Find an accountability partner. Man, that's, that's always a good thing when it comes to studying God's Word. So you've got somebody that's asking, hey, did you read? Where are you at in your reading? Do you enjoy it? It's difficult, or this passage is difficult. We just finished um, the book of Job as we were reading through chronologically. We were in Genesis, then went to Job. Now we're back at Genesis, and there's some weird stuff there. But all of it is important for us to know and to learn so that we can better teach our students and guide our students and help our student ministry. Now, it may seem strange for us to talk about the need for us to make God's Word a priority, but as I mentioned before, there's a tendency for us to be more interested in behavioral modification rather than gospel transformation. And as people of the Word, it should always be about the transforming power of God and His Word. So let me just wrap things up for today. We've had two things that we've looked at. If you're looking to evaluate where your student ministry is, start with these two signs. Number one, is your student ministry gospel-centered? Are you spending time with the saving message of Jesus Christ? Are you letting your students and know how to talk about the gospel? Are you working through that with them? Are you helping them in that process? We need to be gospel-centered. But then... We also need to be Bible-centric. The Bible is our textbook. Our students need to know about God's Word. So with those two things, that's just the start. As we continue our series, we're going to be talking about five different signs of a healthy student ministry. So just like you have to evaluate your own children. I know Chris still has two young guys. They're, they're tiny dudes, and he's off on a great vacation with them. But if Chris notices that a year, two years from now, that his boys are the exact same size that they were, then there's a problem. But when you see a healthy son, that son is growing. A healthy daughter, they are growing taller. They're growing in the vocabulary. They're growing in knowledge. We need to look at our student ministry and really evaluate, is it healthy? Are these the things that we need to gauge our success on? You may have a lot of students, and you may not be healthy. So take some time with this. Look at this. Think about it. Gospel-centered, Bible-centric, that's what we have for you today. We'll be back next week with the next two things, and then we'll wrap it all up in our last session together. Uh, but just, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast, spending some time with us, helping us grow. Um, it's been incredible. And so one of the ways that you can help is just by subscribing. I think on Apple Podcasts, it's called Follow. Uh, but when you just automatically get that downloaded to your phone, that gives you an opportunity to just listen each week to see if there's something there for you. There are going to be times where you're going to look at the title and, and the description and go, ah, I just that doesn't help me this week. But I want you to keep thinking about your student ministry. Don't just... Put it on a back burner and well, I've got all these activities to do. Be intentional. Think about the long-term impact that you're wanting to have on your students because that long-term impact affects the church of tomorrow. 
it definitely affects what's happening today. But man, think about where your students are going to be in 10 short years. 10 years. Even if you have a student who's just entering your student ministry who is 12, that means they're probably going to be done with college in 10 years. That's hard to believe. It's hard to think about. But that's where you're at. So think about what does this mean for them and for the church in 10 years? So be intentional. Think about those things that are going on now in your students' lives. But think about how you can make sure that your student ministry is healthy and is a God-honoring student ministry. Again, I want to thank you for being a part of the podcast. Uh, we love you. We care about you. If there's ever anything that you can do that we can do for you, be sure and to email us at info at studentministrymatters.com. Maybe you're looking for some advice, for some help, or some coaching. Uh, we offer some of those things. Um, I do want to let you know that our student ministry workers retreat is scheduled for September the 16th at Conway, Arkansas at Central Baptist College. We'd love to have you come and be a part of that. You can find out more information at studentministrymatters.com. Well, until next time, let me remind you, we do all these things because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.